This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. You know they say Ed Gein was the kind of guy who'd help you get ahead? Problem is, it cost you an arm and a leg. Always kept a lot of snacks in his house, too. His cookie jar was always full of lady fingers. They say he'd always have to keep the heat on in his house. It was so his furniture wouldn't get goosebumps. Why are you doing the bad jokes? You know what he said to the cops when they arrested him, right? What? Have a heart. I'm about to chew my arm off to get away from the show. Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And I'm Jackson Wells. So we're going to be talking about cannibals today. It's a little fun and lighthearted thing. Yay! Yay, cannibalism! Can I, can I say the LP word? Yeah, yeah, the title of the episode, I believe. Long Pig! Long Pig, my uh, dude. I've been waiting for this. Yeah, just I think that's where we came from, just saying Long Pig. Which apparently is something that cannibals would call... Humans. Like, there were cannibalistic tribes, and they would regularly eat human meat, and they would call it long pig, because apparently we taste like pork. Yeah. And apparently we share a lot genetically with pigs. Like, whenever they're doing, like, if they're not making, like, ballistics gel and things like that, or they're testing out, like, a firearm or something, they will shoot a pig, because their flesh is very similar to ours. Just, like, all around. Yeah, it's, um, it's weird, too, because we, like, we snort, like, we oink. Yeah. Sometimes, like, where we're left. I wonder if there's shit where we eat. I wonder if there was some, like, fucked up, like, alien thing where they took monkeys. You can't say that. You can't say monkeys. And then, make, because we all, you know, a lot of people say we came from, like, some kind of ancestor of, like, a chimp or, you know, gorilla. Yeah, those Actually, are called uh, anthropologists. No, aren't we? Isn't there a thing between chimps and gorillas, like, where. Where we're we're closer to one than the other. Well, ones. yeah, Neanderthals. No, I'm talking uh, about like, that was an offshoot. Like we're uh, closer to one than like the like than a chimp. Australopithecus. I think we're like we're that. closer to like a chimp than a chimp is to a gorilla. Something I weird. believe so. Yeah, yeah, something weird like that. Yeah, chimpanzees are very close to. Humans. But imagine, imagine if if you if if we found out that like aliens fucked with humans and we were just like an experiment that they took like pigs and they were like the most intelligent pig and the most intelligent ape and they just smashed them together and got us yeah maybe yeah, yeah. maybe interesting i want to be um i want to call and then it, they say dolphins really smart too so maybe they worked a dolphin in there too can we, can we start this over so i can say and today i'm jackson long pig no no okay. you're permanently jackson wells all right we are not starting this over. That's we are going to be talking... Actually, real quick, before we get into uh, this week's topic, something add to add to last week, mm-hmm. uh, news about one of those movies we covered. Oh, by the way, uh, so so before before you get into that, why are we doing Long Pig this week and not The Neck? Because you wanted to wait till next week to do The Neck. Yeah. Yeah. We want to wait till when? Next week. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, get it? Yeah. We're going to do it next week. Why are we doing it next week? Because next week is going to be the anniversary of when yeah, the, the anniversary is like two days before our show normally goes out. It's going to be, I think uh, it's April 6th. We usually do it on a Monday. It was April 7th. Oh, well, it'll be a day before. Maybe we'll put it out early that week. Who knows? We'll see. Well, we usually put out, you mean, oh, you, you said put it out early? Yeah, because we usually put out shows on a Monday, and April 7th is a Sunday. Yeah. It's actually the day of WrestleMania. Yeah, so we can, we'll figure it out. We'll get it out. But it's still it's still that time, so I figure let's let's get the show done on a weekend where it's, it's the anniversary, not the week before. Um, and but, also so we could say next week, because that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been like, holding on to that. I mean, you said it, but I've been holding <laughs> on to it. Was, but, but no, the thing I was going to mention, I know we were talking about the new Child's Play. And I believe this is the movie, and I don't know if this is confirmation that the character is going to be Hamill? called Chucky. But yeah, Mark Hamill was worse than the doll. He is. I read that today. Yeah, uh, people were like, oh, Brad Dorf should be playing. Well, Brad Dorf will be, but he'll be doing it for the Chucky TV series. Yeah. Um, Mark Hamill will be doing the Chucky movie, yeah. which is weird because they're calling him Chucky and not like Buddy or something else like that. Maybe it- that'd be the name of the doll, and then the kid just names that doll Chucky. Isn't that what happened in the original? Yeah, Charles yeah. Story? It was a good guy. It was a good guy. A good guy, yeah, not Buddy. The original one was good guys, mm-hmm. and then they called him Chucky, but the new 
movie, the new Child's Play movie, instead of good guys dolls, they're buddy dolls. Yeah, like B-U-D-D-I. B-U-D-D-I, yeah. Which, I mean, like like I said on, on the, I think it was the last show, it was like, you, they already took it from my buddy. Yeah. So why even call this one buddy? If I had a buddy I, doll, I would not name it Chucky. Really? Ryan. Buddy Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! I was going for a Charles in Charge joke, but I forgot his fucking last name. <laughs> Scott Bale or no, Buddy? Wasn't there a dude uh, Buddy? Wasn't there- I don't remember. I, I didn't really watch Charles in Charge. The only other Buddy I could think of was uh, Hackett. I was thinking Buddy, buddy Hackett, Hackett would have been the other way to go there. Yeah, Joe Rogan would have hated his doll, <laughs> but that doll would have died winning. That's right. As, G- as, as Jay, Jay Moore, Jay Moore said. said, yeah. All right. So, Ed Gein. Let's get back um, into Ed Gein. Speaking well, the, of funny the, things. The reason I brought up Ed Gein at the very beginning, um, he's one of the most famous cannibalistic serial killers. Um, may not have been a cannibal at all. Really? Also may not have been a serial killer by the strictest definition. Okay. We don't know. In fact, there's a decent chance he was not a serial killer because there's certain things you need to have to be a serial killer. Yeah. Um, it has to be, obviously, have to be a killer. You have to kill at least three people. There has to be, like, a cooling-off period. And there's one other thing I don't remember. It might be, like, the killings have to have some kind of, like, sexual motivation or something. But one of the things that's, like, of the official... I don't know who... I think... I don't know if it's the FBI or whoever coined the term... Whomever coined the term serial killer. One of the characteristics is you have to have two victims. Ed Gein may have... Or three victims. Ed Gein may have only killed two people. Let's just look at how Ed Gein got his start, I guess. (laughs) That's just a weird way to say it. Um, before becoming one of the 20th, 20th century's worst murderers, or the biggest ones with a cult following, Eggie was just Eddie. That's what the, everybody called him, Eddie. He was the son of a grocery store owner who became a farmer. Uh, he was, um, also a very bad alcoholic, George Gein, very abusive alcoholic. His mother was devoutly religious, and very much into that whole temperance thing. She despised drinkers, um... She taught her kids that she was the only pure woman in the world. Like, all other women were harlots and, like, evil and things like that. Mm-hmm. And the only reason she wouldn't... Uh, her name was Augusta Gein. Okay. And the only reason she wouldn't divorce uh, George, the uh, Gein's father, was because it was against her religion. Like, divorce was a sin. You couldn't do it. Right. Um. So they settled in. They. You know, it's still a sin. You know, you still aren't supposed to do that. Yeah, like the especially with Catholics. Yeah, right? I mean it's it's yeah it's it's one of those things, but they obviously cherry pick and yeah, know, it's it's just how things goes. But go ahead. What do they call like menu Catholics now? Uh, yeah, I I have heard that. Yeah, well, I haven't heard that term in a while. Yeah, but yeah men, menu Catholics. I'll take yeah. this and this and this. Um, the Geens wound up settling on a remote 155 acre farm in Plainfield, Wisconsin. And one of the reasons they went there is because Augusta Gein thought it was a good place to keep her children away from the evil in the world. Right. I uh, was to shield her boys. As a child, Ed Gein was smart. He was a voracious reader, uh, but he was also very shy, very awkward, really close to his mother and no one else, really. Uh, kids would make fun of him because he had like a growth over one of his eyes and uh, because he t- he talked and spoke like very effeminately. So he, really? Yeah, he was, um, he was very much like... Not a popular kid. All right, so basically, let, let, let's don't bully kids or they're going to eat you. <laughs> well, maybe. Oh, okay. maybe, maybe not. All right. So go ahead. Uh, he, he kept to himself. Can mainly we get a too. t-shirt that says, go ahead, because I say that a lot. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, he kept to himself, but that wasn't just out of being introverted and being like kind of an outcast. If he made friends, his mother would be, get mad at them for it, basically. Yeah. Like, because she thought the outside world was evil. And... um. She would basically try to shield her kids from all these evil influences. That's why they're on this remote farm in the middle of nowhere. And the Gein brothers did stay on that farm well into their adulthood. Uh, I was Ed and his older brother was, um, oh, I, I thought I, I know I have his name taken down here somewhere. Because George was his middle name. Henry. Henry George Gein was his older brother. And um, Hank. I, I call him Hank. Hank Gein. Hank Gein. Brian? Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, they're in their 30s and they still live on the family farm. And they would take odd jobs around town to um, to kind of keep things going and work on the farm. Did he have a hankering? For- <laughs> he had a hankering for freedom, actually. Or flesh. And that- no, not 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 hanking. You sure? Positive. How do you know one hundred percent he wasn't? Well, I don't. I don't. Snacking he, on motherfuckers. He, he could have been a secret cannibal. Yeah, that is true. We there's no evidence. That's of that, my bad name. I should say secret, secret cannibal. cannibal. 
It's a good name. There's like a Cannibal Corpse cover band? No. That also plays Secret Lover? No. Oh. Uh, oddly enough, we covered Don Ho. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. But not Tiny Bubbles, right? Just the deep cuts of Don Ho? No, that's all we play is Tiny Bubbles over uh, and over. <laughs> that happened on the mole once. They had somebody in a room. It's like this weird room with dolls, and they would just play Tiny Bubbles on a loop for like six hours and try to make them go nuts. Okay, that's weird because I hate the mole. So <laughs> it's not like, okay, wow, go ahead. Uh, it has nothing to do with Ed Gein. Um, but what wound up happening in 1940 when Ed Gein was about 34, his father, George, died of heart failure, likely brought on by his alcoholism. And um, both Ed and Henry would pick up more handyman work, and Ed did a lot of babysitting, too. He babysit, like, neighborhood kids. After a few years, a few years after Ed Gein's father died, Henry began to date a single mother, and he was starting to plan to move away from the farm. And he wanted Ed to kind of branch out, too. He wanted to kind of break away from his mom a little bit. Um, he started to not really like his mother. He started to resent how she kept them isolated and everything, and he would complain about it to Ed, and Ed didn't take well to it. Ed thought he should be loyal to his mother. Ed Ed, Ed loved his mother, like, too much. Um, so we, we're going to fast forward here to May 16th, 1944, and the Gein brothers are burning vegetation on some marshland that they owned on the next county over. Uh, so they're burning this, like, marshland, vegetation on this marshland to kind of keep the water flowing, and the fire starts to get out of control. Now, according to Ed... He lost sight of his brother while they were trying to fight this fire and ran to get help from the police. They didn't find Henry Gein until later that evening, uh, once the fire had been tamed and put out. But he wasn't burned, he wasn't really injured. Police ruled that he died of asphyxiation, that he basically died of smoke inhalation while trying to fight the fire. He couldn't breathe. Um, most likely, that might be the case. But there was a book about Ed Gein called Deviant by Harold Schechter. It's like the, probably the most famous book about Ed Gein there is. And in that, Schechter suggested, and there's not complete evidence of this, that there may have been some blunt force trauma to, to the head of Her, uh, of uh, Hank Gein, Henry Gein. So some people think he could have been the first person that Gein killed, basically because he was running down their mother. But nobody knows for sure. It is not a quote-unquote confirmed kill. Uh, so now it's just Ed and, and um, Ed Gein and his mother. I couldn't remember her name for a second. Augusta Gein. And about a year or two after Henry's death, Augusta Gein suffered a massive stroke and she became partially paralyzed. So Ed had to do even more for her and he did his best to care for her, but time wasn't on her side and, um, and Augusta Gein also died. She suffered a second stroke and that was pretty much it. And she passed away in late 1945. And again, going back to that book Deviant by Harold Schechter, what he wrote about that was, uh, that Gein had lost his uh, only true friend, his one true love, and he was now alone. And he's now alone on this giant 150-acre farm, and this is where shit gets weird. <laughs> this is where Ed Gein becomes Ed Gein. Not Eddie. He's not Eddie. He's not Eddie anymore. He's Ed Gein. So he stays on the family farm. He continues to do odd jobs. He would also live off of government farm subsidies. He boarded up a lot of the rooms around the house that his mother would use. Uh, so the, the farmhouse is now all boarded up. He basically kept them as like a shrine. You know how like when people like lose kids, they'll, they won't touch their rooms or anything like that. Yeah. He did the same thing for his mother and that's fine. And he would pass time reading adventure stories, magazines about death, pulp novels, things like that. Uh, and like I said earlier, he would always come off as kind of effeminate and effeminate. And at, around this time, there was rumors that he, people think that he started to consider having a sex change. He wanted to become a woman. But it wasn't like it is now. It wasn't, yeah. A, it wasn't accepted. B, it wasn't as easy to actually do a physical gender reassignment surgery in the late 40s, early 50s as it is now in almost 2020. Right. So what he decided to do between 1947 and 1954 is he would frequently fall into what he would describe later as a days-like state and he made about 30 to 40 visits to local cemeteries, or three graveyards around the Gein Farm and the local area. And most of the time, about 30 of those 40 times, he didn't do anything. But nine times, he would exhume bodies that were recently buried of middle-aged women, women who, like, he would see their picture in a paper and he thought they looked like his mother. He would dig them up right after they were buried, and he would take the bodies back to the farm. Now, when he eventually got arrested, the police did not think this was possible because Ed Gein was a tiny, like, frail-looking guy. 
And they're like, there's no way he could dig up this grave by himself, drag a body out of the grave, and take it home. And they didn't believe him until he took them to the graves, and they dug them up, and they were empty. Yeah. Uh, so, Gein, when then... That is, that is so disturbing. Yeah. Like, because... <clears throat> He, he, okay, he did it. I wonder how many other people have done something similar to this that we don't know about. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's somebody's mother, sister, wife, whatever. Well, I remember they would always say, like, don't put jewelry on, like, because somebody will, like, grave robbers will steal it if they see, like, you were buried with a lot of jewelry. Uh, but, yeah, like, how many, yeah, for every person you hear of that got caught, there's probably a bunch that didn't. And maybe they were even worse, and they were just better at covering their tracks. So... So Gein winds up taking these nine women, flaying and tanning their skins like like they're animal hides. And uh, stop me if this starts to sound familiar. His goal was to create a woman suit out of their skin, so he could perform what was what he called an insane transvestite ritual. Yeah, with his girl suit. Right, uh, <laughs> with his girl suit. Is that what he called it a girl suit? No, that's what they called it in the movie that took this as their as inspiration in the book. The Silence of the Silence Lambs, because that's what okay. Buffalo Buffalo Bill did. He would kill these women. He would go after plus-sized women who had a lot of excess skin. Right. He would kill them. Well, first he would starve them so the skin was loose, and then he would kill them, and then he would, like, flay their skin, and he was trying to make a suit out of their, their bodies. Okay. In fact, they called him Buffalo Bill because he always skins his humps. That's what they said <laughs> in, in the book. Uh, so yeah, that instead of getting a sex change, Gein decided he just wanted to make a woman su- a suit out of female skin for this ritual. That's not the only crafting he was doing with these bodies. He would uh, he would steal though. He um he made some things. He made some interesting things. He was it was like Etsy before Etsy. If Etsy was really fucked up. Uh, so when they raided his house when he got arrested in the 1950s, uh, he, they found a belt made from human female nipples. They found uh, skulls adorning his bedposts, human skulls. Nine masks, which he called shrunken heads, that were made from human skin. That he would, he said that he would get, he got them from a relative who was in uh, one of the wars, I think World War Two, and he was stationed in the Pacific. And he said he brought back these shrunken heads, but they were really like these masks he made out of the, uh, like the facial skin of um, these women who he grave robbed. Uh, he would make bowls, like soup bowls from skulls. He, his lips, he had a pair of female lips that he used as a drawstring for a window shade. I uh, made a lampshade from the skin of a human face. I think he upholstered chairs with human skin. And then additionally, there were two intact severed heads found in his home. But they were not from graves he dug up. This is where the murder in Murder My Dude is coming. So Ed was uh he he was a real handy man, huh? Yeah, yeah, he would do odd jobs all over the place. No, a ha- handy man. I was yeah, pun. He would, he would make things out of hands. Well, mainly heads. He was more of a heady man. It doesn't go though. Very heady. Yeah, heady Gein. Heady. Wasn't there a heady Lamar? Heady Lamar. Yeah. Heady Lamar. So one of the heads they found, like, was fully intact, belonged to a woman named Mary Hogan. Mm-hmm. Mary Hogan was a fifty-seven or fifty-four-year-old tavern owner. She went missing in 1954. Uh, Gein later admitted to shooting her, but he was never tried for that crime. It was too expensive to try him for the the murder of Mary Hogan. Wow. Three years after that, in 1957, Bernice Warden went missing from her heart. Who who was 57, so he's apparently just killing people who were born in 1900 at this point. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, Bernice Warden went missing from her hardware store in Plainfield, Wisconsin, her son, who was also a sheriff's deputy, arrived the morning of her disappearance and saw a trail of blood leading out the back door. Uh, and then he went to the po- other police and he told them that he had remembered Ed Gein had been in the store the night before and that he ret- he said he would return the next day for uh, anti- antifreeze. The last receipt they found in Warden's records was for a gallon of antifreeze, so they put two and two together there. And Gein was a little bit of a regular. He had actually asked Warden to go ice skating with him at one point. And so police go to the Gein farm... And while they're there, they do find the decapitated body of Bernice Warden hanging upside down. Her body was so mutilated that one of the police officers initially thought it was a deer. It was like they were, there was like a bar going around across her ankles and her like wrists were tied up like she was hanging upside down like it was a, like a butcher. Oh, it's like an abattoir. Um, yeah, it was a very, very disturbing, uh, disturbing sight. Isn't that movie coming out soon in part two? That's Avatar. Hmm. 
not abattoir. You say potato? I said potato. Potato. And her her torso, her chest was essentially gone. Her chest cavity cavity was just cracked open. All the organs were emptied out. And then um, this is again going back to that book Deviant by. How come in Philly we don't call them organs? I don't know. Hmm. Organ grinders. Um, I would that would be my uh, store if I had one on Argan Avenue. Argan grinders, yeah, just selling like hot hoagies and stuff. Yeah, grinders, Argan grinders. Yeah. So um, according to that book again, Deviant by uh, Schechter. The uh, one of the Plainfield police officers that arrested Gein, Art Schley. I'm hoping I'm saying that name right. He beat a confession. I don't know how you would say it wrong. Schley, 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 maybe. Uh, yeah. Art beat a confession out of Ed Gein. He was banged his head into a brick wall, and he beat a confession out of him. Well, this isn't good police work. It's not because I mean, it's, that later made it's productive police work. <laughs> that later made Gein's confession uh, unusable. It was inadmissible in court because it was coerced. Right. Uh, and and this really got to uh, Art Schley. He feared that that outburst would cause Gein to go free, and he was overwhelmed with fear and guilt. He actually died of a heart attack before Gein's trial even started. Oh Jesus! So like like his friends say, yeah, Gein killed Art too. Well, no, Art killed Art for beating the shit out of Gein and banging his head against the wall. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but Gein was ultimately deemed mentally incompetent to stand trial uh, in the 1957-1958. And they sent him to a mental hospital. It wasn't until 10 years later in 1968 that he was deemed fit to, to stand trial. And he was actually declared not guilty by reason of insanity. Like, he did it, but they said he was insane. He didn't know what he was doing. Okay. But he wound up being... So, what What I never understood about not guilty by reason of insanity... Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they... Why isn't it just guilty because he's fucking insane? Well, they have that in some places, like John DuPont, who we should probably do an episode on, like, at some point in the future. Yeah. Uh, he was found guilty but mentally ill. Right. So it was that. There's something like that. By the way, John, uh, and, and that's such an unfortunate story with John Dupont because he really wanted to be part of the team and one of the boys and mm-hmm. that whole thing, and he was fucking crazy. Obviously, when I I watched that movie, I became obsessed with oh, Foxcatcher. With Foxcatcher, yeah. Just the name, like I was like, I love that name, and I want to recreate something because at the time, I think it was during at the time that I watched that, my kids were in wrestling. Yeah. Um, and I was, I, I really, I wanted my oldest son to get into it too. Cause he doesn't wrestle, but my, my youngest son wrestled and my daughter wrestled. So I, your I, oldest son being Fox kicker. Yeah. Cause he's a, he's a, a soccer star. Yes. Um, which the other two want to play soccer now. So which I think it's pretty cool. But anyway, um, did Pele kill anyone? I don't believe Pele killed him. Uh, one of the cool things you could do, we could do a soccer episode. Though. There's some, there's a, I, one really cool soccer story. You could do things about hooliganism. Yeah. And then there's the Colombian guy. But yeah, that would be a cool episode. But yeah, um, I, I got really into the whole fox catcher thing, man. And I, I wanted to, co- I, I could never think of something that cool because I don't know why, but fox catcher I, I thought was really cool. It was probably way, I thought it was way more cool than, than I think it is right now as I'm saying it. I'm like, mm-hmm. fox catcher. Like, Wolf Puncher is a better name than Foxcatcher. <laughs> Wolf Puncher is yeah. pretty cool. You know, like, you can think of a thousand more fucking names, mm-hmm. but for some reason... A lion's Den, like the Shamrock family had. Right. But that's Wolf our, Slayer is in... Uh, Wolf Slayer might be one of the coolest ones. England, yeah. Yeah, Wolf Slayer is one of the one of the cool coolest ones, but I like wolves, so I won't want to slay them. Yeah. Um, I like foxes. Why would you catch a fox? Let it run free. It's not harming anybody. It's true. We should be chicken catcher. Chicken catcher. Yeah. Nobody has that's not see fox catcher seems kind of badass and like elite you know plant grower plant yeah that, just growing plants but that's not you uh, wrestling's like an alpha sport yeah. so plant growers a little dog t- petter <laughs> that's gonna be my dog petter there's gonna be a guy petting a dog but we're gonna be a very poor wrestling team yeah you're just gonna lose every every match yeah, it's gonna be, we're, but we're always gonna win the sportsmanship trophy right we're dog petter yeah. Maybe, maybe nut grower. I like dog petter. I just want to pet dogs. Nut puncher, and it's somebody that punches peanuts. Maybe. I don't know. I anyway. just want to pet a dog now. Let's go back to Ed Gein. Ed, back to Ed Gein. So yeah, he was found uh, not guilty by reason of insanity, but that doesn't mean they let him go free. He was basically told you're going to spend the rest of your life in a uh, mental hospital. Okay. And he did. He lived out his entire life and the uh, rest of his life in the Mendota State Mental Health Institute in Madison, Wisconsin. He actually died in 1984 of respiratory and heart failure, which was accelerated by lung cancer. And they would say, like, even uh, people would drive by this mental hospital and you would see this old man, like, just tending, the, like, the, the lawn in the front of it. And they didn't even realize it was Ed Gein. 
Really? Like the infamous Ed Gein because he was infamous. Yeah. Like Ed Gein, you got to remember like 1954 is like the 40s and 50s into the 60s is when you really started to have national mass media. It started with radio and people like Arthur Godfrey and uh, what was the guy you really liked? Fred Allen? Fred Allen. And, yep. and people like Jack that, Benny. Jack Benny who were become like these huge stars. And on TV had like Walter Cronkite and people like that. You know, it's funny with the ja- Jack Benny real quick. Uh, so Jack Benny's thing was he always said he was 39. Mm-hmm. And my grandma would always take Jack Benny's thing. And every year was her birthday. You know, like, oh, how old are you, Graham? She's like, I'm 39. Yeah. She took it for Jack Benny. I'm going to be 39 in May. For the fifth time. No, for you're the first. You're 44 years old. No, I'm not 44. I have a good authority that you're 44 years old. That's just old. what some lady said about me earlier. She oh. said that I was 44 and then said she was going to round down to 40. Okay. That bitch. This is the second time you're going to be 39. First time. You're going to be 40 this year. No, I'm going to be 39 okay. this year for the first time. Oh. And then after that, Why I Why are plan- you winking at me like that? I'm not winking. You're lying right now. Oh, I am. You're right. Uh, but I'm going to be 39 for the first time. And I say for the first time, and I'm not saying the only time, because after that, then I plan on also staying 39 for the rest of my life. Maybe I'll just die and forever be 39. <laughs> forever 39. That's a that's a more depressing uh, clothing store that we should make in malls. Forever forever 39. 30. <laughs> it's just a bunch of jeans that just look bad. And yeah. It's people. Bowling shirts. That, they can't let go of the 90s. Yeah. Flannel. Yeah. It's flannel. Ripped jeans like Chucks. Yeah. It's like forever. Airwalks. Yeah. yeah. Forever 39. Maybe it's forever four, 94. Forever. <laughs> Yeah, forever. Yeah, that's good. Forever ninety four. Whenever I think of ninety four, I think of Woodstock ninety four. Now they're doing a new Woodstock because this is the fiftieth anniversary of the okay. first one. Yeah, uh, we've got like Lady God or not like I think Miley Cyrus is going to be in it and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean the first the first one had it was pop acts. Yeah, yeah. The the very first one had like what Pete Seeger, something like that. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. Everybody who. just remembers Hendrix. Yeah, uh, and I I watched what was it it was ninety was it ninety four was it ninety three ninety four right. I believe it was 94. Or maybe I, it was 93, whatever it was. Whatever yeah. year it was. I remember watching that because it was like a three-day event that they had on uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, because it was the 25th anniversary, so that would make it 94 because that was 25 years ago. Yeah, we... um, 25 years. From now. It was the midpoint between now and, yeah. and 1969, which is when Woodstock happened. So yeah, that, that Woodstock was the 25th anniversary. Yeah, four. So it would have been 94, not 93. Yeah. I was just working it out. That's not fine. That's, that's not fine. That's not fine. That's a fine. I Never said. do that. <laughs> that's Never do fine. that again. That's not fine. Never do math. Um, yeah, I remember watching it. We had, uh, I remember seeing my grandfather smoke weed in the fucking uh, yard too, in his yard. I was up in the bathroom. I was looking down and he was smoking marijuana. A marijuana cigarette. He smoked the devil's lettuce with oh. uh with a bunch of teenage girls. Oh wow! Yeah, good for you, Pop. Um, yeah, I remember watching that. And then ninety nine, I didn't pay attention. Uh, and that's when there was like rapes and shit. Yeah, ninety nine was a bad one. There was like not a lot of water, fires, and and fires, and-, and yeah, it was almost like the fire festival. But didn't they do Lisa. another one? I don't know. Maybe they did. You think they would have done one for like the fortieth anniversary? Like, I thought that they. I thought that maybe they. Maybe made- the economy was so bad in two thousand nine. Like, let's just skip Woodstock. I have no idea, but I I didn't really pay too much attention to the '99 one. Uh, I think that was where like insane clown posse showed up. <laughs> like yeah. you say, showed up like they just crashed. No, they? they were there. They were like booked. They were an act yeah, on the show. I think yeah. didn't Limp Biscuit play it too? I think so. It yeah. was '99 had some cool music, but it had some other shit too that was just like why. Why? What what has happened in music? What happened? And you know, people were like, Kirk Cobain's gonna come back, man. He's gonna show up. <laughs> Kirk Cobain's gonna fake sh- his death. Yeah, yeah, he's Elvis. Yeah. Every uh, every uh, famous musician that died faked their death. Yeah. I'm still waiting for Mozart to come back. Yeah. Oh, I think we're gonna say Moby. I was like, no, no, no he just went into obscurity. <laughs> yeah, he's he's still alive. Right, what about Aguin? Oh, he's he dead. Died, he died in eighty four. He, he died in nineteen eighty four. Which is crazy that like this dude's just out like tending to a garden, people riding by and they could just yeah, which and the reason I brought that up is because he was very famous. Like yeah. Ed, the Ed Gein story was the whole thing with the mass media, very very famous, and the um and and a lot of the, his ongoing fame is because of the stories that it, it, were inspired by him. And all these characters were inspired by him. Uh, Robert Block was a writer. He lived actually about forty or thirty five miles away from where Gein's farm was, and he claimed that he had already written a lot of the book that he wrote. Before he heard about Ed Gein, and then he threw like a little line about Ed Gein at the end, uh, because that novel was Psycho, which later became the Hitchcock movie, and there's a lot of correlation between Norman Bates and Ed Gein, especially the whole thing with the mother and him being very effeminate and kind of frail and slight, 
and uh, just having that obsession. But yeah, like Ed Gein really lasted and, and Ed Gein there is a lot of Ed Gein and Norman Bates and he even admitted as such he's just like he said it was like a parallel thing like this was happening as I was coming up with this character that was very similar and even like uh, Norman Bates's mother was very domineering and very controlling and so yeah there's a lot of that and then like we were talking about earlier the silence of the lambs with Buffalo Bill making a girl suit right leather face with all the humans like the stuff made out of like bodies and all that yeah like all this stuff was based on Ed Gein and even the jokes we were doing at the very beginning of the show even those jokes, they were all taken from stuff that was circulating at the time. Like they were called Geeners. It was like these a- were not written jokes, but they they were not written by us. They <laughs> they actually existed. Yeah, back then. Yeah, uh, yeah they because they would call like certain jokes like we would call them dad jokes now, like jokes that are intentionally bad. Um, they would call them groaners back in the day. Now I noticed that we we, we mentioned Silence of the Lambs and Buffalo Bill, but we were talking about cannibalism. Why didn't we talk about Hannibal Lecter? Ed Gein may not have been a cannibal. That is up for debate. Uh, people think that he was a serial killer. Like I said, he only killed two people that so, we know of. So this episode, even though it's about cannibalism and Long Pig, is just really about Ed Gein. Now we're going to talk about other uh, Because cannibals. I thought we were going to get into that, that whole, like, uh, like hello, Clarice, and then the... A Lecter? <laughs> yeah, that, that noise yeah. that he does. And eating liver with fava beans. Fava beans, a nice canny. I, I love how he says because everybody. If and that was an ad lib by Hopkins too, because it was a different line in yeah. in the book. I forget the line now, but it was different in the in the book. Right. And I don't know if it was an ad lib, but it was just different, something that was changed in the in the Jonathan Demme movie. Yeah, and a nice canny. And it's funny because if you look at the, you figure he was like Chianti or something yeah. like that, and he's like fava beans and a nice canny. But that whole. Th- that fucking noise mm-hmm. always just ugh, drove me crazy. <laughs> All right. So a few things about a game that are kind of maybe more myth than fact is one of them. Uh, people always think the, because he dug up women's bodies, look like his mother. Uh, they think he was a necrophiliac. Okay. Easy assumption to make. He says he wasn't because they the corpses smelled too bad. Not like, ooh, I would never do that. Just no, ooh, they stunk. Okay. Like... <laughs> Like I made, like it makes it so like I thought about it, but you ever smell a dead body? <laughs> no, not gonna do it. Uh, and then the other thing is about cannibalism. Maybe Ed Gein was a cannibal. A lot of people think he was. Uh, some of that was um, that this was a, a, this was a big story nationwide. This was a huge story in Wisconsin around like where Ed Gein lived, like to the point where people would buy like who would got gotten venison from Ed Gein. Like, later, like, after all this came out, they started, like, reporting nausea because they thought they had eaten people. Okay. But like they thought the deer, they, they, they had gotten venison sausage from Ed Gein, but now they're like, did I just get, like, old lady sausage? Uh, like, what did I get? Um, I mean, there there are people that would do that, that would yeah. grind people up and feed them to other people. So... That so the killer wouldn't be the cannibal. You yeah, would. You would. Yeah. Yeah. Inadvertently. Inadvertently. Right. And uh, and there was one book, but most books have have either been like iffy on or have said he did. He said he never did it. One book uh, did say that um, it was called the Encyclopedia of World Crime. It did say that he readily admitted to eating people, but nobody else seems to. S- You're really stuck on the lectern noise, aren't you? Sorry. Uh. Every other book says he denied it, and Ed Gein was pretty open about what he did. He would say that... If Ed Gein says he didn't eat a fucking body, I'm going to believe Ed Gein, because, yeah, he's yeah. admitting to all this other shit. Why is he going to lie about that? Yeah, and why would he lie about that in necrophilia? Like, I'll admit to wearing women's skin as, like, stockings, but I didn't eat them. And, and that's making, crazy. And making them lamps yeah. and stuff, but but eating them and... Mm. Nah, that's... Yeah, yeah why is he going to lie about that? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. But you know who did eat, eat people? Well, he wasn't a real person. Oh. Yes. Yes, mm. he did. Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Who, uh, also from Wisconsin. What the fuck is going on in Wisconsin? I don't know. It's, was, too, it's w- too cold up there. Was, was, what, oh, no, he was from Vermont. Bundy was from Vermont. Ted Bundy, but then he, he moved l- to Washington, I think. He lived Washington, okay. Yeah. I, I was like, did he live in... No, I know he went to, like, the University of Washington. Okay, but he didn't eat people. Right? No, no, he wasn't a cannibal. No, he wasn't a cannibal, no. Um, yeah, he was like, his was like a very sexual thing. Okay. 
Uh, but Dahmer did eat people. And it may have also been a sexual thing, like it is for most serial killers. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer killed 17 men between 1978 and 1991. Most of his victims were black. Quite a few of them were also gay. Gay bars were one of his, like, big places you would go hunting for so people. So he wasn't racist? Um, maybe, maybe not. I, w- I, I don't know. But he, he, like, most of his victims were black. All right. Um, if, if he were racist, he would pick white people. Yeah, and he would pick them up, pick people up like gay bars, uh, malls, Be- because like did he did he eat these black people, his yes. victims? Yes. Right. And yeah, if he were racist, he would he would be repulsed by black people, and he wouldn't do that. That's how we have to look at it. Okay, he's very progressive. He was, he was a progressive. He was a progressive cannibal, cannibal. serial killer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't judge him for that. Yeah, well, I mean, I I can, yeah, I, he can killed people for the bad bad. I'm talking about the, the the not being racist. Good, good on him, right? Yeah, good good for you for not being racist. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer, good on you. Jeffrey Dahmer, good guy. No, hmm. no, took that very too much far. Not a good guy. Okay. Uh his mo would be he would promise his victims money or sex if they came home with him, and he'd give them a drink, give some kind of alcoholic drink that he would spike, and like they would pass out. While they were passed out, he would strangle them. Uh, usually then he would have sex with them. He tried to have sex with them after he, he killed them. He was a necrophiliac in addition to being a cannibal. Mm-hmm. And then he would dismember them. Uh, Dahmer again had some definite parallels beyond just the Wisconsin connection. Dahmer would keep the skulls and also the genitals of his victims as souvenirs. But he had the advantage of technology on his side, too. Uh, obviously, he's doing most of the stuff in the 80s, a little bit in the 70s, a little bit in the 90s. Unlike the 40s and 50s, you have readily available pretty cheap cameras so he would take pictures yeah. of his victims in different steps along the way, and uh, he would use the, he would have those as souvenirs too. And yeah, he definitely did fuck them. There was a lot of necrophilia going on, and he definitely ate them. And they found various body parts in his freezer. He admitted to eating them. It's not a Negin situation. Um, however, and then the way that all ended with him uh, was that a victim got away. That that's how he got caught. One of the victims got away. It was a guy named Tracy Edwards. Uh, police found him wandering the streets with a handcuff on one of his wrists. And Edwards told them he was drugged and restrained by a weird dude. He led them back to Dahmer's apartment. Dahmer kept it pretty cool, though. He, uh, When the police r- arrived with this uh, Tracy Edwards guy, he offered to find them the handcuff key. Okay. Like, he didn't, like, freak out or, like, try to run away. He's like, yeah, he, like, you got me, pretty much. And so he's obviously sentenced to, j- to, j- to prison. He got 16 consecutive life sentences, I believe. Right. And he had a really macabre Why sense of humor. Why wouldn't he just be like, we're gay. That was my boyfriend, and we were fucking like BDSM shit or whatever the fuck it's they called. They would have had probable cause to search the place, and they would have found body body parts in his fridge. Would they have had probable cause? Yeah, because if a guy's saying, if 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 the quote-unquote boyfriend is saying, no, I'm not. It depends on the cop. He tried to kill me. It depends on the cop. It does, but you could, a you lot could of cops just, would. You could just say, look, we were having sex. We were being a little kinky. You know, he's just mad at me. Tracy, stop. That's how I would do it. I would just go, Tracy, stop. Okay. And then if they say, can I come in? You know, go, well, if, if they have problem, I guess if they have problem clause, they, because you, you, I'm sure that you could, you could fight that, but who knows at the time. I, I would, uh, basically, I would just try to, try to get them to go and get a warrant, you know, if, if it was one of those, and then clean all my bodies. Then you got yeah, you got to like, just have a quick buffet. Yeah. Of all the frozen like legs Hungry man dinners. Yeah. And gotta get rid of all the skulls you have around and the 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 old genitalia. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean the skulls why you could just you could always say, like, yeah, I'm in the weird shit. Like I got these from Do you ever hear of Vegin? I'm kinda like <laughs> I dug up some <laughs> graves. Guilty. Um but that's not what Dahmer did. What did Dahmer do? Dahmer got arrested. He got sentenced to 16 consecutive life sentences. And he was a bit of a... All because he was kinky. All because he killed people. Oh. Um, And he would have a little bit of a joke he would do with people in jail to freak them out. Where he would take his food in prison. And he would arrange it to look like like a severed foot or a severed hand or something like that. And he would cover it in ketchup to look like blood and act like, hey, look what I'm eating. He's got parlor (laughs) tricks. Yeah. Um, this didn't sit well with somebody named Christopher Scarver. Uh, Christopher Scarver, also a convicted murderer, he killed a boss of his, um, didn't like Dahmer to begin with, just thought Dahmer was a bad guy. Wow. Way to go out on a limb there, Chris. Um, so... (laughs) 
A limb. A limb. When he got on a limb. Uh, so what happened was he was on a work detail. It was uh, Scarver, Dahmer, and another inmate, Jesse Anderson. And Scarver got a metal bar from the prison weight room and beat the other two to death with it. Huh. Uh, I guess he didn't like Jesse Anderson either. Jesse Anderson, I looked at him up. He was uh, He had killed his wife. Okay. He had killed his wife and then tried to kill himself, but it didn't work too well. So, I mean, this is going to be weird. And that's kind of all there is about Dahmer. Dahmer, pretty much, that's his story. Um, and Dahmer, Dahmer was, um, he was kind of goofy looking. Uh, and, he, and he was gay. So women aren't really too, like, oh, my God, Jeffrey Dahmer is so great. I mean, some people do love Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Like, part of the, quote, unquote, horror community. Mm-hmm. Uh, those people are insane. Uh, they'll wear like Jeffrey Dahmer t-shirts and have like him on phone cases and stuff. And there, there are some, but it's mostly Ted Bundy because he's so dreamy. He's dreamy. Those eyes. Yeah. Those Ted Bundy eyes. Uh, and here's one that you're probably never, unless they're, unless they're really deep in, uh, into serial killers. Mm -hmm. And it's more, it's more about repping serial killers and being like, oh, I'm so cool. I like serial killers. Not just like Ted Bundy. I'm going to fuck his you know, brains out, right. which lots of girls are into, you know, that's why they love Ted Bundy so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, you're you're not really going to hear many people saying, I want to fuck his brains out. Is, and uh, for good reason. Is. Albert Fish. Oh, it's not Bobby Fish, the rest No, it's Albert Fish. Oh, um, his grandfather. This is going to be, uh, this is going to be a little weird since this whole show is about murder and this one is about cannibalism. Yeah. If you're faint of heart, skip to the end of skip to the end and skip to who died the worst. Okay. Um of pe- I'm going there now. Of the people who we've covered on here, Albert Fish, in my opinion, is probably the worst one. He may be the worst person we're ever gonna cover on this show. Okay. He's not a good man. And if you're very sensitive, if you're very sensitive to crimes happening to children, especially, skip ahead. Skip ahead to like five minutes left in the show. So Albert Fish was born Hamilton Howard Fish to a 75-year-old father, Randall, and a 32-year-old mother, Ellen. I was born in May of 1870. After Fish's father died five years later, he was placed in the care of an orphanage where he was beaten repeatedly. He was beaten, according to him now, to the point where he began to enjoy the pain. He became one of those, like, pleasure and pain, like, I guess we call it BDSM now. Uh, He became a masochist. Yeah. Uh, I was there till I was nearly nine, Fish later said, and that's where I started. I got started wrong. We were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things they should not have done. And it was there where he took the name Albert. Uh, because his name was Hamilton, they would call him Ham and Eggs. Okay. And he didn't like the nickname, so he just like, my name's Albert. And it stuck. He, he was Albert Fish for the rest of his life. And um, when Albert was about ten, his mom's... He, he was put in the orphanage, I should put this, I mentioned this, because... His mom just didn't have the money to take care of him. Uh, when he was around 10, his mom got a government job and her financial situation improved and she was able to take him out of the orphanage. And he became friendly at that time with another disturbed youth. I think the uh, person he became friendly with was about 12. And he was a local telegraph boy. And Fish says that he started to get him into weird stuff. He got him into like drinking urine and eating feces. Uh, when he was getting a little bit older and become a teenager... He would um, go to public baths and watch other boys undress. He would write obscene letters to women who posted personal ads and were looking for, like, marriages. He would just write them, like, vulgar letters. Okay. Like, so, obviously, he's a little bit twisted here. Uh, and he moves to New York City in his late teens, early 20s, and he was a prostitute and a house painter. It's a good combination. Right. A uh, prostitute, house painter. You know, a little here, a little there. Uh, here, though, this is where it becomes, like, a really bad person. He, he's molesting and raping young boys. Uh, often as young as six years old, or younger than six years old, usually younger than six, my mistake. But he tried to counter, like, balance that with painting their bedrooms. Maybe. Uh, I mean, that was, I'm assuming that's where he found a lot Bad of his form. victims. Bad uh, form, I'm assuming Jack. that's where he found a lot of his victims. Uh, but he did try to keep up, a, like, a facade of some kind of normal life. He got married. It was actually an arranged marriage. His mother arranged for him to marry a woman. They had six children over the, uh, I think they were together for about... Do you um, think every time he came when he was fucking a woman, he went, ooh? Maybe. Maybe. Um, They had six children. They they were only married for about 12, 13 years. And five years into the marriage, in 1910, he was arrested for grand larceny. He went to Sing Sing Prison. Okay. Uh, And his wife did leave him. Did he sing a song in Sing Sing? Probably. Sipping on ginseng? Gin and sing. 
Wait, what? I don't know what that even means. It's like gin and juice, but sing? I don't know. It was a bad joke. Uh, that was one of those Geeners. Remember we were talking about the Geeners? I did yeah. not come up with that joke on the fly. That was an old Ed Gein joke. Uh, people won't believe that, will they? <laughs> Damn. Okay. Uh, no. So Fish's wife left him in 1917 for a handyman that was boarding with the family. And at this point, Fish really became obsessed with genital mutilation. And he was known for... Ins- and why wouldn't he? At this point, when you're eating shit and doing things far worse, like like Albert Fish did most of his life... Why not stick a few needles in your in your penis, which is what he did. He would like to stick needles in his in his penis. Okay. And uh and, and around 1919 Albert Fish graduated to murder. Uh he would hunt down like usually he would choose children who were either black or mentally handicapped uh cuz he assumed they wouldn't be looked for as hard. In fact, um around 1910, like around the time he got out of prison, he was doing a job in Delaware and he befriended this boy who was around like 19 around the same age or a little younger than or a little older than the people he would normally target uh but the boy was probably intellectually disabled he was probably mentally handicapped you know the old word would be retarded like we mentioned before on the show right and he like tied him up in a garage he cut half of his penis off like he he was he liked to torture people um and he preyed on black children he played on me- mainly on black children mentally handicapped children early on in his work doing this his time doing this cuz he assumed they wouldn't be looked for as hard he sometimes would even pay other children to bring children to him and while we know he killed 3 people there's he's he has suggested that he killed maybe up to 100 people all of them kids a lot of them some of them very young um, reliable information also attributes about five other deaths to fish other than the three known ones. And the three known ones are the ones we'll focus on here. In 1924, uh, fish wandered onto the Staten Island farm of the Keel family and offered eight-year-old Beatrice Keel money to help him look for rhubarb. Uh, she was about to leave the farm with him. He was going to kill her. Uh, but her father came and ran him off. Uh, fish later claimed that he felt at this time God was commanding him to torture and mutilate children. In- and can you argue with that? Um... I can. I don't think God is really talking to people. Okay. I th- does he believe it? Maybe. Does he believe God is talking to him? It's possible. Uh, in 19- and, and if and if if it says in the Bible to do things, you know, like stone children, you know, who are we to argue with the Bible, right? Civilized human beings. Hmm. That's who we are. Okay. Um. So in 1928, he sees Albert Fish sees a classified ad that's posted by an 18-year-old named Edward Budd. <laughs> Edward Budd is seeking work in the country. He lives in New York. He wants to get work in the countryside. And initially, uh, Albert Fish sees that this is an 18-year-old kid who's looking for work, and he, he wants to go after him. He wants to go after Edward Budd. But as he comes in and meets the family, he turns his sights to Grace Budd, who is uh, Edward Budd's 10-year-old sister. Okay. Um, And he gets friendly with the family because he's talking back and forth about hiring Edward. He's posing as a farmer named Frank Howard. He's not giving him his real name or anything. Uh, or his real address, we'll come to find out. So he asks them if he can take Grace to his niece's birthday party. So they go off. They go off to... Uh, he, like, they just... This is not... Nowadays, this would not happen. They just allow this guy to take the, their 10-year-old daughter to a birthday party. Right. Uh, and the next because day- what they're thinking at the time, hey, nobody's gonna go and Albert fish my kids. Yeah, exactly. And so the, even the next morning when she's not there, like, oh, the party probably ran late. He's probably staying at the niece's house. Uh, it wasn't until that night that they started to be like, oh my god, I think our daughter was kidnapped, and um, she certainly was. And they even looked for the address that, that Frank Howard gave them. It wasn't even a real address. The street didn't exist. It was like too far up. The block ended before that st- that house number. And then they later found out that he had sent this horrific letter to Grace Bud's mother, which somebody had to read to her um, because she was illiterate. And in that letter, Fish confessed to killing and eating Grace Bud. Uh, the em- and um, I mean, at the end, he even goes like, but at the end, he's like basically admitting that he didn't rape her. And like, that's, I guess he's like, I didn't have sex. I didn't uh, take advantage of her, although I could have or something like that. She died a virgin is how it ends. But he gets into detail about how he ate her (laughs) and he's sending this letter to the family. But that winds up being how Uh, that's comforting. 
Yeah, uh, but that winds up also being how they catch him. Because he had lived in a rooming house, and somebody else had lived in that rooming house, had a letterhead with an emblem on it that they traced back to the envelope that Fish sent the letter in, and that's how they caught him. So that letter, gruesome as it may be, is how they, they found him. And they arrested him. And then later, after he was in prison, they found out that he had also, um, he was later tied to the sexual assault and murder of an 18-year-old boy named Francis McDonald, and the murder, mutilation, and cannibalization of a four-year-old boy, Billy Gaffney. Like, and he gets into more detail. We're not going to get on to the show. It is, and look at his Wikipedia if you want to read it, because he describes in detail what he did to these kids. And it's not good. Um, You know what I would have fucking done to him? If, if, he were still alive, and I, not 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 to my kids, but you know, but if he did this shit to somebody else, right? I'd really fucking get back at him. I'd start calling him ham and eggs. Yeah, that'll show him. Yeah, that'll show him. I will tell you, this is the one thing. Just reading this, where I was starting to kind of see your thing. Like maybe some people just don't need to exist. Like because he was executed. Um. <laughs> He was actually, at the time, the oldest man ever executed. He was killed when he was 65. And um, there was this old urban legend, and it's not true, that because he had needles still stuck in his penis and it shorted out the electric chair, but it's not true. Right. Uh, but yeah, he was the oldest man put to death at the time in the electric chair. And that's the story of Albert Fish, who... It doesn't get much worse than him. It's disgusting. Uh-huh. I mean, they're all disgusting. Anybody that's going to kill... Um, yeah, taking a life is a disgusting act, but there's different levels. And, um, I mean, obviously what Ed Gein did is wrong, uh, killing two women, but he is nowhere near the monster of somebody like Albert Fish. Uh, are we covering anybody else, or...? Ah, uh, that's pretty much it. Um, oh, so we're not talking about Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter's not a real person, but you can, we can talk about the movies, uh... Hannibal Lecter is part of the Jonathan Demme books. Yeah. Or not Jonathan, Thomas Harris books. Jonathan Demme directed the movies. Right. Uh, Thomas Harris. Uh, the Red Dragon is a good book. Silence uh, of the Lambs. Hannibal. Tag team, too. Yeah. Well, they still are tag team. They're just not called Red Dragon anymore. Oh, got to bring in wrestling to the this podcast. Undisputed or... era. Because I don't think we... Did we bring in... Did we make a wrestling reference you, last week? You mentioned week? Bobby Fish earlier. Oh, last week? I don't remember. Yeah. Well, no. Well, we're talking about like movies where well, Roman Reigns... Well, we mentioned in Bobby Fish, and yeah. Bobby Fish... Is also part of the... Is part of Red Dragon. Dragon. Yeah. Oh. Well, no. Last week, we talked about how Roman Reigns is going to be in a movie. Dave Bautista is going to be in that Stuber movie. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, that's right, because it was the summer movies thing. Yeah. Well, we did bring wrestling. We we're trying to fucking make a wrestling reference for every goddamn, every goddamn episode. So, so, uh, really, the only thing left to do now is a game of who died the worst. Who died the worst? Uh, other than the people Albert Fish killed, who died the worst? Um, Me, I died the worst. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm dying uh, a horrible death. I've been rejected oh. in a personal thing in my life been rejected I, I i sought after a woman who i thought had interest and she didn't brian and i'm dying you went courting and you didn't court right i didn't court right oh yeah now there's plenty of i don't want to say fish now because i kind of gives me a bad taste of them <laughs> bad taste Ugh, yeah <laughs> like a lot of the mouth? jokes are making this show yeah Oof. bad taste um there's plenty of um there's plenty of geese in the stream Mm -mm. no okay let's play who died the worst okay uh so when we say that we need, we need like a who died the worst theme because somebody working a theme for us we need please? a jingle we need it yeah so the game works as it's always worked and give you three deaths you tell me who died the worst death number one and these are all um i am um, go ahead these are all people who kind of brought along themselves a little more lighthearted than well, most of these people bring it on themselves, to be honest. A four-year-old was asking for it. No, I'm talking about the, uh, the, who who died died the worst, worst people. people. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first one is Hunter Stephen Winfrey. Mm -hmm. Hunter died on a hunting trip uh -huh. on New Year's Eve. If his name was Stay at Home, <laughs> he would have lived. Be alive. Um, he uh, he was tracking a rabbit down to its burrow on a New Year's Eve hunting trip. Yeah. He was a little drunk. He was a little drunk at the time. Oh, I'm an idiot. His name is Stephen Winfrey, and he is a hunter. <laughs> His name is not Hunter Stephen Winfrey. 
<laughs> my goodness. I died the worst. I'm the winner. This is way worse than what happened to you. Oh, boy. Stephen Winfrey, who is a hunter. Uh, hunter? Steve, Steve, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. His name is Stephen Winfrey. He, he is a hunter. Right. He is hunting wabbits. Well, that's what you were saying. Hunter, Stephen. Okay. Yes. I, I get what you Yeah, like painter. Yeah. John, okay. Uh, so he spotted his prey getting into a rabbit hole, and he decided to take a little look-see in the rabbit hole, and his head got stuck. <laughs> and he suffocated. Okay. Uh, an inquest, because uh, this happened in England, found that the uh, former pit worker from Doncaster, South York's, had gone out hunting alone, hunting alone, with his dog, and his judgment may have been affected by alcohol. Okay. That's that's um that's death number one. Being a hunter, not being named hunter, but being a hunter. Right. And trying to ch- look into a rabbit hole to see where the rabbit went, and your head gets stuck and you suffocate. Yeah, I'm still sticking with my stay at home. If his name was stay at home, he would have lived. Yeah. Joke. Well, his name wasn't Hunter. Like, Steven? Well, we, you know what? But we didn't know that at the time. Okay. When I made the joke. And this one goes back to ancient Greece, and as we learn with the guy who had the turtle shell dropped on his head by a bird, maybe this is true, maybe this isn't. Uh, but we're going to run with the idea that it is. Uh, this is about Laertius. Laertius. Yeah. Uh, this is an account given by the philosopher Diogenes. Uh, oh, Diogenes is... I can't read today. Uh, the philosopher ta- giving this account. This is a story according to Diogenes. Uh, this is about the Greek philosopher Heraclitus. Why couldn't they have fucking easy names like Ted? Heraclitus. Heraclitus is the name of the person who died. Uh, and this is according to Diogenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heraclitus, uh, apparently he suffered from edema. Yeah. Uh, the, the swelling of the ankles with fluid. Yeah. And I guess an old Greek remedy to cure this was to rub cow manure on the affected region. Okay. Like, if you have swollen ankles, right. you rub cow shit on it, and the cow shit will cure it. Yeah, it's a cure-all, isn't it? Well, he didn't suffer from it for much longer, because apparently he was devoured by dogs who smelled the cow they shit. They the ca- cow shit and attacked him. Okay. Yes. All right. That is death number two. Yeah. Death number f- three is the Deacon St. Lawrence, who is now the patron saint of cooks, chefs, and comedians. It's always weird when you throw in something that, that like, like uh, it, she's not a patron saint, but there's like, uh, there's that one. It's like she's the she represents like fertility and death. It's like well, <laughs> make up your mind, like yeah, you, you know, we're either making people or it's like it's one of those things. Like why comedians and cooks? Well, here's why. Okay, uh, he was a martyr. He was killed. He was actually. Roasted alive on a giant grill. During I the, get it. During the I, I persecution get it, of comedy, they roasted him. Uh, kind of. Uh, here's where the comedy comes in. Oh, so as he call- was roasting alive, legend has it that he joked with the people who were killing him, "Turn me over. I'm done on this side." Okay, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yes, so, all right. So now I, I think about the Friars Club. Don't they use like? Did they use Greek? No, they use fryers. I was gonna say maybe that's where they took because they did they do the roasts. Okay, I was like maybe they maybe that's where they got it from, but they use fryers, uh, so that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and it's also not like they're frying like F R Y. It's F R I A. No, no, not that. I wasn't think of that. <laughs> the fryers. Let's do the let's do the fryers club with a Y. Uh, so all right. I'm eliminating the last one. Yeah, it's just who's not who it's, died the funniest. Right, because yeah, like, it's not who died the funniest. Say, it's not who died the funniest. Uh, if it was who died the funniest, that wins yeah. hands down. Uh, it's also where they invented the rim shot, I believe. That is going to be eliminated first. It's the fucking funniest. So we're down to smearing your, your ankles in cow manure and being devoured by dogs. Yeah. Or sticking your head down a rabbit hole and suffocating. Okay. So um, my winner... Today is who do you think my winner is going to be? Your winner is going to be suffocating in a rabbit hole. Wrong. Oh, I'm not good at these. No, it's devoured it's by dogs. Devoured by dogs. Because you're. What well, is the cannibalism show? So I'm glad that did. It's not really cannibalism. It's like, right. It's not cannibal, but you're, you're being eaten. So yeah. uh, here, here's and those why. dogs. You know where they trained, right? Where? Dog petters. Dog petters. Yeah. It's your your fake wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Uh here here's why. The rabbit hole thing, it's it's who 
the show's not who died the dumbest. Yeah. Or who was the who was the, the it's most not the Darwin Awards. Who, it's yeah, who died it's, the worst. It's who died the worst. And I think because this dude was looking that's what they use for a cure at the time. So he, he try he's trying to cure himself. He puts on the cow manure on his fucking ankles and he gets attacked by dogs. Horrible. And so the other guy was just a fucking drunk idiot who put his head in a hole. And it's it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but you know what? You're out. You're you're killing animals. Well, actually, we still have the other one. We still have you. What? We still have you. What do you mean? Being uh, going courting and and being shut down. Well, that's not. Oh yeah. Uh, so was, uh, did you die the worst, or would you would you rather have that happen to you, or because I can go get some cow shit? And we have two dogs in the house. Right. Like we can do this. If you think that that is not as bad as what you've had happen, I would like for you. Would you like me to rub cow shit on you is what I'm asking? Because I, w- I, I can make I, this happen. I want to see you go get cow shit. I can order it all. I'm sure Amazon has cow shit. See? You can't even go to a local fucking farm. Uh, the farms around here are... Tur- There's a turkey farm around here. They have cow farms. They have all kinds of fucking farms. There's horses. There's cows. There's pigs. Speaking of pigs, next week we're going to talk about piggeries in Philadelphia. Not if you get the fire by dogs first. I'm not going to get because you're not going to go... Get Dude, if, they, if they have prime shipping, I can have this stuff here by Tuesday. You won't have it here by Tuesday. You won't order because I know you. You're not. <laughs> yes, even... I'm. I'm not really going to order manure. You're then I'm going to go with I died the worst this week. Okay. Well. If I really fucking die this week, that's going to be some shit. <laughs> I'm going to take that and make this podcast famous. Damn. Well, anyway. Well, barring that, we'll see you next week. I get it. With more murder, my dude. Wow, Manor's only $12.69 on Amazon. That's a good deal.